You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hey people, how you doing? Welcome to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, episode 175. My name is Matt Phillips, creator of One Chat Live, and tonight um, we are recording live on a Thursday. Normally it's on a Tuesday, but for one reason or another, we are recording tonight on a Thursday. But if you are listening to the podcast and you'd like to join us live, then you can either go to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel, um, generally on a Tuesday, but do follow us on uh, social media, UK underscore STA, to make sure we are on the Tuesday. Or you can join us on Facebook as well, on the Sports Therapy Association Facebook page. We've stopped going in the group for a while because of Facebook issues, um, but they're the two places you can join us. Or, of course, you can listen to us on any podcast. Um, just uh, please try and make sure that you subscribe to it and, and leave a nice little rating and review if you enjoyed it. So uh, tonight is all about a reflection on Therapy Expo 2023, which seems like a lifetime away. Nearly recovered, most of us, I think. It was an amazing two days. Uh, well, that's what we're going to talk about, actually. Um, and it happened, for those of you who don't know, at the Birmingham NEC, where it has happened for the last eight or so years. Um, on this year, it was November the 22nd and Thursday the 23rd. And as always, the STA has been there, one of the only... In fact, the only professional association for soft tissue therapists that has been there every year, Therapy Expo. And we had the STA Update Theatre with two days worth of speakers. And I'm biased, but in my, in my humble opinion, it was bigger and better than ever. But that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have a chat with me. I'm going to be joined by Gary Benson, founder of the STA. And I've invited some STA members to come along. Um, a couple will be joining us straight away. And then also maybe a couple will be joining us um, as time clicks on because they're still at work. Um, so if you are joining us live and you'd like to leave any comments or questions, then just type them in the comment section and we will see them and we will answer you. But for now, I think that is all the housekeeping out of the way. I'm going to bring up my guests for tonight. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. So no technical order, let's bring up Big Gary. Hey Gary, how are you doing? Evening Matt, yeah, very well, thank you. Fantastic, and I'm going to bring up um, Georgina James-Staff coming up now. Hey Georgina, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. Are you okay? I'm okay. I gave for some my wife's from Wigan and I gave that staff a real kind of like northern. Is it staff or staff? I don't know why I it said it. depends where you're from. So my, <laughs> it, I just it, hurt I'd myself. Say, I'm gonna say staff. I'll go with the commoners. <laughs> go with staff, yeah, that's Midlands and up. Yeah, so um hey, hey staff, how are you doing? And also we've got Bethan Timmons who's gonna join us. Hey Bethan, how are you? Hello. Good to see you. Right. Thanks, people, for giving it your time. Um, I know, Bethan, I know for a fact you've just this second finished work. So that's very <laughs> kind of you just to step from client um, into the live lounge. That's great. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to talk about Therapy Expo 2023. So I haven't got any script for this. Gary, it's your baby. You've nursed the presence of the STA at every single um, conference for, I think it's 10 years now um with one off for covid or something an overall view for you how are you feeling have you managed to recover or is it still buzzing in your head um i've, I've managed to recover I, I did find it very tiring i find it tiring every year uh standing and talking um it, it's just exhausting um but 
with Jake and I are still dealing with all of the relationships that we we kind of developed over the over the two days uh, well two and a half days because we go there on the Tuesday afternoon and get set up and and meet some of the other uh, sort of stand exhibitors um, so yeah it's, there's a lot of th good things coming um, uh, I'm also already had a meeting with the um, well with Vernon actually just just joined in there business development <laughs> manager and and the, and the show lead um, and we're going to get together in the next few weeks to discuss what we want to do next year. Um, those who went this year will have noticed that we had a, a lot more space this year. Um, we had a, a larger stand. We shared that with Tim Allardyce from Rehab My Patient, who graciously comes on and gives us the benefit of experience and um, highlights a couple of years ago. He um, did a live link up from the Olympics for our members, especially. Um, but yeah, it was it was busy. Um, it was a different hall, so it was it was the the setup was different. There was more space, um, and I found it really a really good show. Really pleased with it. Excellent, that's good to hear. I mean, I always, I just want to make sure that people who are listening realize how much work goes into it, and no one knows that better than you. I mean, basically now, well, no, actually, you started preparing for Therapy Expo twenty twenty four probably a few months ago. It was like. And now definitely it's all eyes forward to that. Meetings happening, like you say. Nice to see Vernon coming in. Thank you, Vernon. I don't think I got a chance to meet you at Therapy Expo. I'm sorry if I did, and I've just totally forgotten the moment, but I, my head was everywhere. Um, but yeah, great. Thank. I just want to say thank you for people who are joining us live. So Glenn Murphy's in the house. Good to see you, Glenn, as always. Jamie Gar Gargett is here as well. Louise Aker is here. Louise, it's lovely seeing you again at Therapy Expo, and other people are coming in as well. So yeah, so much work goes into it. But it is kind of, and I think we talked about this, Gary, there are some moments where you can sit back, especially where you see the bottlenecks in the STA theatre and just think, yeah, okay, this is what it's all about. Everyone's mixing, talking to each other. The stand is is so busy. Did you manage to have a few moments like that? Yeah, I, I reflected on this on social media a couple of days ago. On the 26th of November, it was exactly 10 years since I and a, and a few like-minded individuals got the STA off the ground and and it started as a as a sort of a small club of like-minded individuals who were if I'm honest fed up with the the way that the industry was represented the, the way it was moving forwards uh, and 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 I with with my knowledge of the industry and, and, and experience working on uh, various councils and advisors I thought you know we can do this better um, and I did. I stood back, and, and, and it was during Michelle Lyon's um, seminar, and I took a photograph, and you couldn't see the aisles uh, around the theatre. Um, it's funny you should say that, because guess what I've got here? Let's bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can still hear you whilst I bring it up here on this. So yeah, yeah, Charlotte, the, who, who's you know in charge, really, she said that she was trying to get to me and she had to walk around the back of stands just to get anywhere near. And, and, and it was extremely well received. And, you know, I think, the, the you know, the, the work that the podcast does and, and the work that we do with the, the resource development is really push the STA forward and, and I, I did get the chance to meet with Yvonne Blake from the from the SMA with um, with Ollie from Basrat we, you know Ollie and I speak every year we have a bit of a good catch up but it was good to see Yvonne there and, and representing the SMA and also the GCMT and and I did put it forward that 
you know, perhaps we should have a, a stand where all of the professional associations can go and showcase the good work that they do. Um, whether that will come off, I don't know. But, um, you know, I'm there to be accountable to the members, to, to introduce the STA to prospective new members. Um, we had somebody come over from Southern Ireland to meet up with us to discuss how we might help their college through university. We had one of the representatives from a, a major training provider wants to get involved. And, and of course, the, the great speakers that we had, you know, and my conversations were not just with soft tissue therapists and sports therapists and sports rehabilitators, but, you know, there were physiotherapists and osteos um, and, and, and occupational therapists you know, coming to our stand and, and, and commenting on the quality of the, the seminars that we were hosting. Most definitely. And it's funny you should say that the, the, we, one of the nicest things I heard probably was actually from Jack Chu of Physiomatics podcast. Some listeners may know, um, one of the first probably podcasts out there for, for physios, it started off, but then it very much embraced multidisciplinary care. And he couldn't be there this year, but I had a little chat with him on WhatsApp. I haven't asked you, Jack, if I could read this out, but Hey, it's okay. Um, the mouth of Manchester. I'm sure you won't worry if I quote you somewhere, you know, it'd be fine. But anyway, it was really interesting because um, Jack couldn't be there this year for one reason or another, but he did say um, he's heard all about it um, and he's spoken with other people there, like the people you've mentioned. And he said that we should feel really proud, ourselves and Anna from um, Anna Maria, who had the hands on her around the corner. I'll quote it because I thought it was really nice. Um, he said, you should both feel really proud as it remains possibly um, the soft tissue therapy industry, and that remains the toughest nut to crack in the MSK game, but the most impactful in terms of the volume of patients seen and the cultural weight of massage. So he really figures that we are managing to change the industry in one of the areas which needs the most change and that will have a knock on effect on the rest of kind of allied health professionals. And yeah, we're setting new standards, which was cool. And also there was a message as well I read on LinkedIn just while I'm talking away which was, again, an ally of, of Jack, a guy called Michael Schumacher. I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm sure there's another one of them floating around. But he's <laughs> very big in the research, in the uh, digital world, and he's worked with Jack on Therapy Live and all these sort of things. Um, and he had some wonderful things to say about He was there this year with a stamp for the first time. And he, he said that, that you know, there was notably some really good presentations going on, especially the uh, outdoor theatres like the STA Theatre and that as well. Um, and he only picked up, and this is something I'm, maybe we can talk about now or leave for later, but he did. The only negative he picked up, and he left a quite an interesting um, post on LinkedIn, which is about some of the exhibitors around there. He noticed some of them were kind of like evidence-informed as well. But he actually said that he noticed for the first time a disparity between the level of the talks that were going on and then the level of some of the products that were being exhibited. Now, I didn't have a chance to walk around, but I know in years past, we've both commented on how some of the exhibitors have been really stuck in the stone ages. But I mean, it's kind of a compliment in a way that we've, we're kind of up there now in terms of we're really producing some great speakers and knowledge. But is there going to be a bit of an issue where the exhibitors who provide a large chunk of the kind of like in allowing the therapy to go ahead, the conference to go ahead, are falling behind is there what did you notice gags i know you keep an eye out when you have your walk arounds yeah so if you when we came back after covid uh, i had a meeting with charlotte and shelley uh, and liam and and i expressed my concern that that the the therapist of today and i'm not disrespecting the, the therapist pre-covid but what i'm noticing is that the therapist of today is far more intelligent with regards to, you know, 
if something works, why it works. So I was concerned that if they had copious amounts of snake oil salesmen there and CBD products, then um, they might not do well um, because if you're trying to sell some, something to somebody now, they want to they want to read the evidence to support its its use in you know as a modality or as an adjunct to treatment. So I think that those type of uh, of exhibitors will fall by the wayside because it won't be cost effective for them to go if they're paying for a stand and not selling a product. I think that will move away. But you've only got to look at you know the rock tape stand and and and, and the work that they were doing with with Dan Lawrence's modern approach to cupping you know, movement-based silicon cup, as opposed to the photo that I sent you earlier that, um, you know, with somebody with a 40-odd silicon cups on the, uh, um, vacuum cups on the back. So I think that therapy is moving forwards. I think that we are evidence-informed. And I think, you know, the, the days of um, snake oil and, and some of those other products are out there. I think they've gone by the wayside now interesting right we've just had us two old geezers talking about it we're talking about the modern therapist but like we're 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 antiquated ourselves so fortunately we have two younger modern evidence-based approach therapists with us as well uh, <laughs> so it's time to turn over the tables to you first of all just for listeners who aren't aware of you because it's the first time on the show so thanks again for coming on beth and tim as you've been sitting there you've just finished work um introduce yourself if you'd be so kind and what you do where you're based um and how long you've been in, in the industry and also how many times you've been to therapy expert hi so i'm order. bethan in that order yeah. um i am a graduate sports therapist i graduated from coventry uni in 2014 um but i was a sports massage therapist before that um i think i've been going to therapy expert i think since 2015 16 so it's been interesting to see how it sort of has changed over the years. Um, I run my own clinic, which is where I still am, um, in Market Harbour. But I've also recently set up in Leamington Spa as well. And I work in rugby. So sort of here, there and everywhere, really. Very cool. So you've, well, I, you must have started very young. So you went to, you were at the like early 2015 therapy expert. That's incredible. That's, I'm very much looking forward to hearing how you felt it's changed then. Um, so as a therapist who's literally in clinic as we speak, one of the things I want to touch on now is, do you think there were talks there? Or do you think that therapists actually gained stuff which they could use on the Monday afterwards in clinic? Was there enough information which was practical and kind of which they could actually put into effect on return to clinic? There were bits and pieces. I found that some of the talks this year were repeats of talks that had gone on last year. So you were getting sort of repeat information if you're new to the therapy expo then for you that's great but as I've been a few years in a row you go because you want to meet meet new people because we spend so much time watching the podcast or speaking on social media to actually be able to network with people is really good um but I, I want to go and sort of get more up-to-date research see different um I can't get my words out it's been such a long day I <laughs> know <laughs> um, you're doing great don't worry um you want that sort of new updated information so it is somewhat disappointing to a point knowing that these talks went on last year and I could have spent that time going and looking at, at some different things but overall I did enjoy the expo this year I thought it was quite good quite informative um a couple of talks 
I'm quite into the sort of the strength and conditioning side of the rehab work. So a few of the talks that were put on um, by Tom Holmes and Michelle Evans, mm -hmm. that was good. And um, of course, Claire Mitchell, as always, um, gives really important information that I think can get disregarded sometimes in clinic. Because it is very easy to just go, right, here's an exercise, do three sets of 10, crack on. Mm. So it's nice to see, get a bit more information on that side of things as well. And that was new and different because Claire's spoken there for many, many years as well. But that was an example of someone who has moved on and giving new information out then. Yeah. So her every time I've been to any of her talks, sort of things get changed and progress each year. And she's mm. always talking about things that she's currently doing as well, which is good. Mm. Interesting. Good. Interesting point. Yeah. Um, while you're mentioning that was Claire's because one of the feedback that myself and Gary heard and people fed back to us was that there was disappointment that theatres were getting packed out and people had paid a lot of money to go there and they were just being turned away at the door because there wasn't room. Was Claire's one of those? I imagine she's a very popular speaker. Did you notice that the theatre was just full and no one else could get in or? We got there quite early. We had to queue to get into one of them. Hmm. Um, but once you're in, I tend not to turn around. So apologies for that <laughs> ignored. Um, but yeah, you see it a few times. You're trying to get from one part of the uh, expo to the other and you can't actually get past because the queues are so big. It's happened to me in the past where they, there's a talk on that you want to go and see and they've just got it's too full, you can't come in. Mm. They've got people sat down or squashed into seats. You know? Yeah, it's a tricky so one. On that, Matt, mm. so, some, of the, some of the talks that were repeated were from, from some of the speakers who were in the STA Update Theatre last year in the open theatre who were well received and then they moved on to the bigger stage so that that would explain some of the the repetition uh, i did speak to one member who said she was disappointed with the first day but it was a her, her own fault because she only booked the people that she knew and and she found that they were repeated so there, there was some crossover you know in the in the main theatres um I suppose that's only a problem if the same people book into it all of the time. As Beth had mentioned, you know, there was a lot of new people there this year and, and for them it would have been new information. So uh, one of the things that the um, advisory board tried to do this year was to make sure that every session had something that you could take away and put in place in clinic on Monday. And um, and I don't know how, how successful it was, but there should have been some way of um, identifying the level for which the uh, the seminar was was targeting. So if it was for a sports, uh, a, you know, soft tissue therapist or a or a graduate or a physio, I think there was a key available. I didn't see the, the program at all. I just didn't have time to look through it. Yeah, it's interesting because every every person in the S any every speaker in the sta theater introduced the before i brought them on i wanted to know how many people in the audience had heard the sta podcast and it was kind of nice in a way that i think the most was like six out of maybe 50 or 60 or 70 people there um which was kind of cool because it meant that there's loads of people we're not reaching yet which gives us an area to move into and look at ways to try and reach everybody but yeah for somebody who's heard the speakers we had on the sta podcast then we'd had them on as guests to introduce what they're going to talk about. And if you'd heard them a couple of times, it was going to be a bit of a letdown, but you know, that was only six or seven people out of 80 or 90 people probably who had never heard them on the sports therapy association podcast before. So it's, it's a tricky one. And the theaters is a tricky one. I mentioned to Liam, the content manager who's we're going to have on the show early next year, as he hands over to the new content manager, who's also a Benson, no relation. I don't think that'd be a bit 
conflict of interests. But yeah, um, Holly uh, Benson's going to be taking over. It's content Molly. I, Molly, I, is it? I thought it was Holly. Yeah. I called her Holly, and it was Molly. So oh, right, uh, Molly, I have to check then. I think yeah. I sent an email to some Holly Benson somewhere. I, uh, Molly, <laughs> but yeah, we'll be talking to them about that. But yeah, it is a problem. That's something they've got to really think about next year, I think, because I understand if you pay all that money, two days off work, and then you turn up and you can't get in to the person you want to see, it's tricky. You know, what do they do? They are, you know, booking it ahead is really tricky because then the seats are booked and people don't turn up. So it is an issue. But before we go into that, Georgina, you've been sitting there patiently. Introduce yourself if you'd be so kind and let people know who you are and what you do. So, uh, so my name is Georgina Jamestown. So I'm a graduate sports therapist. I studied at the University of Worcester and graduated in 2016. Um, I was actually originally a part of the um, Society of Sports Therapists coming out of university. Um, so when I first went to the Therapy Expo, which is in 2016, um, I met Gary and I kind of thought, Jesus, why am I paying all this money and I'm not really getting much out of it? Um, so I very, very quickly kind of changed to the STA. So I've been with the STA since around about 2017, 2018. Um, and I've endeavoured to try and go to the Therapy Expo every year. Um, this is my first year that I haven't been for the two days, that I chose to only go for the one day. And that was purely just because of an admin error. I left my diary opening clinic, so I didn't want to rearrange. So I came for the Thursday, and I massively regret it, because there are a couple of things that I didn't realise were on on the Wednesday. So when I looked at the programme on Thursday, I thought, oh, I would have loved to have gone to see that. So I would definitely learn from my mistake, I think. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because I'm really aware of that as well. I mean, I I was with Anna Maria from the Hands on Hub, had a little chat with the Hands on Hub crew yesterday. Um, nice to see Sarah Jones in here, who's a very important part of the Hub. And we're going to have them on next Tuesday. We're going to be talking to how they saw the event and how it went for all of them. But um, one of the things we were reflecting on was uh, was that, like the fact that a lot of therapists feel that they can't well they can't afford to take the day off work and miss out on that but i don't know it's like it's the big problem of being self-employed isn't it where you say i've really quiet months but no you don't have quiet months because you know how much you're going to make over the year and you've got to kind of share it out and realize that when you have the good months that's going to pay for the quiet months i think i know i'm biased and i love therapy expo because i'm you know have put the content out there but it's kind of one of those things you have to plan for maybe am i am i being callous is it something you should be saving for because it's i think it's such an important two days yeah i agree you know what i think it's sometimes it can be a lot of money depending on the individual that you are talking to um saying that let's say that you do lose two days work and you're looking at kind of a couple of hundred that you have lost if for instance you're able to take some information personally away with you that you believe is going to um, heighten your clinical skills or whichever it is you're most likely going to be able to um, progress clients to a certain degree that you wouldn't have been able to do before or have client retention so hopefully if the therapy expo is doing its job it makes it worth it right and I mean even if it like myself one of the reasons that I go to therapy expo is to dip my finger in stuff that I'm not comfortable with or I haven't thought about so it it opens my eyes to things that I'd like to further investigate so just whether it's clinical skills or just upskilling in some certain area, it gives me ways that I can progress, which is matter of fact going to help with kind of everything really to do a clinic, isn't it? Clinic retention, being able to kind of get new clients in. Definitely. I think it's an interesting part of the, it's only, this is where mentoring I think can be so important. And STA members, for example, that's where you can of go to our coffee. Are they mornings? They're still mornings, Gary? They move to later on. 
No, we have alternate Wednesdays, so it's either two or three during the month, Wednesday evening, 7.30 till 9pm. And then we have an accountability session, which is alternate Mondays, 12 to 12.45. And that's mainly, it, it is an open one, but mainly during the coffee evening chats, we, we probably discuss something around marketing or business. And it, 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 it's a, a, an interesting segue into what you were saying. You know, we talk to our members about client acquisition and retention. Now, I'm at the same school of thought as you are, Matt, that this, this should be something that we should be planning for as a therapist because it's the only one of its kind in the, in the calendar year. Um, it's attended by some really interesting people. And just look at, you know, in one of our talks, we were talking about how to improve your clinic, how to improve the client experience, how to become, you know, a premium service provider. And, and sometimes taking a little bit of time out of clinic and, and just having a refresh or having your batteries recharged or being inspired by listening to somebody will inspire you to go back to the clinic and introduce a new a, a new thing into your into your service which makes you a better therapist and, and it, as we said off air it's very hard in this day and age to you know especially with social media to to put a picture on um to say oh we've been to a seminar talk about elevating the client experience it's a lot easier to put a, a picture of a, some sticky tape or some cups on and people will know what we're doing so i think you know the therapists need to plan they need to come onto the coffee evening chats or the daytime ones and talk to us about how they are you know getting clients keeping clients etc because you know i think this is a really important part of their therapy journey definitely yeah um, we've got some comments here from people who've joined us live. Thanks again, people who join us live. It's, 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 it's really kind of you. It really helps give us information because it's not about us, really. I mean, hopefully our thought and reflection is useful, but it's lovely to hear from you guys as well. So Rachel Francis Thompson here, who is at Expo as well. Lovely to catch up with you, Rachel. And I hear your talk was, or your talks, plural, were very, very successful. Rachel says, um, really interesting, everyone. Thank you. I was only there day one, but I'm considering where uh, I'm considering being there again in 2024. It's good to hear people want to understand evidence behind content equipment. And the question is, what do you think delegates want more of from exhibitors and speakers? And um, what do you think, people? This is where you can all jump in, Georgina, Bethan, or Gary. I'll I'll just start on that one. Um, sorry, I didn't get a chance to catch up properly, Rachel. Um, it was just so busy. Um, we can have a chat. You know, we can organise a phone call and catch up. Uh, because there are things I need to discuss or would like to discuss with you, should I say? I think with with regards to the delegates, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to quote Mike Grice here. Um, Mike Grice once said that that if we if we simply go and and learn extra modalities, extra passive interventions, they broadly do the same thing. You know, modulating pain so that we can get our clients to move more. So I think. For a therapist, you know, we'll take a soft tissue therapist. I think they need to understand and they would like to know more about how we can get our clients moving. And that's probably difficult to achieve in a theatre setting, but some practical sessions, some uh, practical exercise sessions. And I know Dan Lawrence's new book, and, I, and I've got to, I'm lucky enough to have a copy of that, Exercise for Pain. That's a really good starting point. So, I, you know, get onto Amazon and, and, and order your copy. But, but things of that nature, it's, you know, practical things that they can introduce on the Monday, as we've said before. That's what the delegates want and, and I think need. 
Definitely. And Georgina and Bethan, what do you personally, is there something you feel that you'd like to see more or you think would be useful for therapists who visit? To be honest, I think Gary's kind of hit the nail on the head. The reason that I went this year was just to, I, I mean, you, Gary also kind of talked about previously that there's a kind of a certain um, genre of therapists that are coming through that compared to many, many years ago, feel like there's a little bit more intelligent. I know that sounds like the awful thing to say, but kind of have a little bit more intellect behind their practice. Not only that, but the clientele coming in also know kind of what they're looking for or they've seen things on social media and they think, what do you think about this? Have you got opinions on this? Do you know, like, would this be better to kind of help my my pain or whichever it is? So actually kind of seeing new things coming up in towards a therapy expo, as I said, I was talking to you both previously saying I went to go see Paul um, Coker's practical about the vestibular system and the visual side of things I, I'd personally never seen done before so doing his practical and then being able to my first client on the Monday being able to put that straight into practice with someone who has had back pain for a year um, I found that amazing that was that was money well spent to be honest straight away on that first to go um, touching on what Beth had spoken about before about possibly having a few repeats of lectures um, sometimes, as you said, if you've got a, a person in mind that you'd like to go see, whether it is kind of Claire Mitchell, I went to go see Dr. Chris Norris again because I love his stuff and I think he's great. Um, sometimes it's really good to kind of go over the, the older stuff to remember why you like these people, remember why it works. But at the same time, it's really important, it said, to kind of keep to the up-to-date knowledge. And there was one on the Wednesday that unfortunately I wasn't able to go and see. And it was to do with uh, the use of like psilocybin and some kind of psychedelics. And I would have loved to have seen that because that seems to be the, the buzzword that people are, are seeing kind of on social media, whether it's kind of the use of mushrooms or anything like that. So not saying I'm going to give people magic mushrooms or anything in towards clinic, but it's good to kind of know these things. So if you can point people in the right directions or even onwards referral of things and I think it's great, really do. That's great. And it's interesting. I, mean, I know you, I want to talk a bit, a little bit in a second about the fact that you do teach, you train, you're teaching level four sports massage um, for Fire and Earth. Is that the company, I think? Yeah. yeah, Fire and Earth. yeah. What I did notice this year, I don't know if it was coincidence because it happens once and then you're looking for it as always, but I did at least know four therapists or four uh, practitioners who came up to me and they'd brought students with them. And I, and I hadn't noticed that before, but it was a few physios who had brought a few trainees with them and some work placements. And that I thought was really nice as well, because it's about if employers are bringing their staff because they think you're going to get some really useful stuff out of this, which means they're paying for them, basically. Then that's um, that that kind of shows a, a good level of information put, being put out there. Is it the sort of thing which you'd like to bring your if you could? just pay for them to get the train up from Coventry and that or wherever. And would, would you like your trainees to come along and see what's going on in these two days? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm in quite the blessed position. I missed one train to be able to get to the therapy expo and there was another one running a couple of minutes later and it only takes me 10 minutes. So it's not the biggest thing to get from Coventry to, uh, to Birmingham at all. But if it was something that there was um, an outcry for and people were kind of thirsty for the knowledge, I think it's a fantastic outlet. I mean, it caters for, as you said, anyone from beginning kind of level three all the way up to to people who've got doctorates and kind of postgraduate courses. So I think it's a fantastic inlet for people just to kind of dip their toe into little bits of knowledge and find out what they want to get that thirst for and find out more for. And then, yeah, I think it's it's really beneficial for the student side of things to be able to get into that. Excellent. And Bethan, anything in particular which you think was missing or you think, you know, other people would like to see more of? I think the practical aspects um, are really, really good. So having things like the hands-on hub and the rock tape area where you can see things demonstrated is really important because you can hear about these concepts day in, day out. You can read about them, 
but it's very different to having it demonstrated in front of you or in some cases on you um, to see how things work. Like Georgina was saying, the therapy expo is really good at exposing you to things that you might not necessarily be aware of. It changes the way you think about things. You can go, actually, I need to look into this a little bit more. And then because you're there in person with these people, you can stop them and have a quick chat and talk about, you know, this particular area that you've just learned about. Um, I, I did the uh, Paul Coker talk as well. And it's brilliant. It just gives you another angle to approach things from. And like you say, actually, it's when he explains it, you have to go, actually, this makes a lot of sense to be able to then put that into practice and use that on your clients and see a noticeable difference in a very short amount of time is brilliant. And where else do you get opportunities to do things like that? Definitely. And when you've got people like Paul Coker telling you, he's just a wonderful educator. It's, it's, and it's, yeah, it's fantastic opportunities to go and see these people because sometimes the information like the information, Paul will be the first person to say the information he's putting, putting out there is not new. It's not something he's come up with. It's something that's been around and it was taught years ago, but a lot of the things we need to know have been talked about since the late eighties and nineties, but it's finding an educator who can show it to us without talking from like guru box, which just turns us off and makes us feel superior, like inferior or, or somebody who's not charging us a fortune. So this, the standard of the speakers, I think at therapy expo, they are, they're talking with you. They're in an area like the hands on Harbour, the STA theater, where you're sitting on the same level of them, which I think is really useful for learning. The theaters are cool. And they got their position, but it's still a little bit up on the stage. Everybody's sitting watching them. It's it's still really entertaining. But in terms of learning and sharing and asking questions as you go along, I think the open theatres have really got something really powerful. Like you say, when the, you can get people standing up and doing some. Same thing with James Earls and Owen Lewis with Born to Move and all these people who managed to get people up on their feet. Really healthy learning environment to take stuff home. I just want to mention um, Catherine Reimer couldn't be with us this year. We missed you, Catherine. Um, dedicated STA regional rep and support. It wasn't the same without you, basically, Catherine. But uh, Catherine says, I love going to Therapy Expo and seeing all of you guys. Really miss not being there this year. Love the presentations, but also the social aspect as well. Exactly. And the social aspect lacked because of you not being there, Catherine. But we hopefully you'll be there next year. Jamie Gargett has said, I enjoy Therapy Expo. It's the first time I've been. There were some very good presentations, plus the hands on hub and rock tape area. Yeah, rock tapes, I always quote rock tape as a classic example of somebody who just moved with the times, who's evolved. Obviously, it's a brand, it sells, but you can be a business and evolve, you know, and, and it's, it's a classic example of people who are there because they have managed to change their products and stay on top of things. And it's no coincidence that Paul Coker used to be the managing direct, medical, direct, med, medical director of Rocktape. So he put a lot of his enthusiasm for evidence-informed um, into their products. And, and yeah, really great. Um, Chaz Allen, we've got a lot of people speaking up now. Chaz Allen has said, I went for the two days and hadn't been since 2018. Okay, I wonder how much that's changed. Let's look what Chaz says. Um, it was a much better event than what I can remember it as. I also found both listening to presenters and talking to equipment providers very beneficial for my wellness center development. That's great to hear, Chaz. Very nice for someone who hasn't been there before to speak up. Thank you for sharing. Jamie Gargett comes back with biggest takeaway for me was the posture from Ian Range, um, a hot stone chat with Anna and Katie. Not sure what I think of the glass suction cups presentation question mark, but that's cool as well. Cause Gary, you said it time and time again. One of the things people should do is go to something they're not sure about. Even if they think they're not going to like it, it's definitely one across the two days should be something you're like, mm, and ahhing about. You said that quite a few times, haven't you Gary? Yeah. And, and, I'm a great believer in sometimes those negative 
experiences inform you more than some of the positive ones. Um, I, I, Jamie, if you're still online, I, can we uh, arrange a chat, please? I just want to follow up on a th few things that we mentioned. But, yeah, we were lucky enough to be – I was talking to Gina and Ian when, when Matt came up and Anna Maria had had to, to – um, swerve the the panel chat that we had and uh, we were looking for somebody else so I, I suggested Gina go up and Gina she a little bit worried to start with but really enjoyed the experience and, really and I spoke well. to Ian afterwards about the, the the posture one because posture is one of those things that kind of we threw out the, the baby with the bathwater at one stage and um, that posture didn't have any any relevance and we did a really interesting podcast a couple of years ago now Matt wasn't it with with Dr Chris Norris well posture is not important apart from when it is or something along those lines so uh, I didn't get to see it um but uh, but it was well received um and the, yeah you're going to go through the other comments as well then Matt yeah there's there's a quite a few people speaking out which is lovely thanks people Indre I had the pleasure of um meeting you in the hub uh last night wasn't it God, seems like a week ago indre uh, miskeen has commented here let's just bring it up on the screen uh, for those who listen to the podcast because this is live then people can ask questions live and we can bring their comments up on the screen so indre says so i just finished with our client i think te was great it is a must with capital letters like we said yesterday in hands on hub chat industry is definitely developing for the better it's still many things to achieve but sta and hands on hub definitely delivering what the modern therapist needs so Thank you. That was interesting. Actually, it was Indri, I think, last night in the Hands on Hub chat we had, who brought up the fact that she first heard Mel Cash. We know Mel Cash was kind of like the book to buy probably in the 80s and maybe late 70s. But um, And he was introducing the idea of what Paul Coker was speaking about way back then. Um, but it's so that's a sign that the information we shouldn't be trying to reinvent the wheel. I mentioned last night that once upon a time, therapy expo was you'd arrive and there would be 10 new acronyms, 10 new ways to stretch your leg, 10 new ways to do this. And it was that's what we'd expect. Or oh, have you done the BAGT course? Have you done, do you know this new APR method of stretching? And it's like we expected that. And then we realized you, something's very wrong with our industry if every year we invent something new, you know. And now I think when I think of the last couple of years of therapy expo, the presentations haven't been producing something new. It's been producing a new way of looking at something. Information that was at the old, it's disappeared, or we've, like Gary says, the pendulum swung too far. And it's just presented in a way which we can learn. And, and, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't be brand new, magical things in our industry every kind of year. It's not the kind of marketing model that, that health and care should be based on. But What I would say, Matt, along, along those lines, and to continue what Indre was saying, was... Mm. If there are any new therapists listening to this um, podcast, then my best advice is is go to somewhere like Therapy Expo and, and listen to some of the more experienced um, speakers because what, what tends to happen is when we, when we train, and I'll use level three as an example, when we train at level three, there's an automatic assumption that we should go to level four and then to level five. Um, but I think that, you know, level four is is going to be the entry level to soft tissue therapy, you know, and I think it should be now. And and, and then you can work autonomously and then your, your, your ongoing training should be informed by your client base. You know, if 60% of your clients are um, ladies of a certain age, then you should go and do some training on perimenopause, menopause and postmenopause so you can help your clients. We, we, we need to move away from this commercialism of stacking skill after skill after skill 
because that doesn't necessarily make us a, a better therapist. The things that we are discussing on these podcasts week in, week out, the things we have in this therapy updates theatre on, on the main stages at Therapy Extra, they're the things that you need to know that will make you a better therapist, not necessarily just stacking skills. Definitely, without a doubt. And that's reminded me, actually, I mean, 174 hours. This is episode 175, and I kept trying to stress that. I felt like a parrot, but every single presentation I was kind of introducing, it was to remind people, one of the most common questions we get is, I need some CPD. What's the latest CPD we should be doing? And the answer to that is, well, it depends. What's your business? Who are your audience? How long have you been doing this? But there are 174 hours of free CPD just waiting for you at YouTube or on your favorite podcast app. And that's not us blowing our own trumpet. It's just, we get hold of some real quality educators and presenters and it's all there. And there's something which can suit your business. So make sure if you are listening to this podcast and you're a new listener, or you've got colleagues or friends who aren't familiar with us to, to have a look through those nearly 200 episodes somehow. I don't imagine when we get to 200, what are you going to do Gary? You're going to do that little dance you do. Christmas yes, parties. probably. Fantastic. We'll, we'll book that. Um, so yeah. Um, Indre has come back here. Oh, yes. Indra says, I bought my massage therapist with me. She is a holistic level three massage trained. It was overwhelming overwhelming for her to start with as she felt that a lot of the things were out of her depth. But I've kind of mentioned to her where to go and who to listen. And by the end of day two, she's really enjoyed it. I mean, that's just beautiful. That is learning as it should be. That's education, isn't it? It is scary, first of all, when you hear a few things that challenge you. But with somebody, obviously, Indra, you're a great mentor and, and you managed to ease her into it. And after two days, she's probably changed the rest of her therapy for until the next kind of experience she has. So yeah, really great to hear. Really, really cool. Um, brilliant. And just a shout out again for Dan's book, Rachel Francis Thompson. Or Rachel, should we just stick to Rachel, should we? Rachel has said, uh, bought Dan's book. And my feeling is that uh, the movement exercise ideas are becoming more popular. The SD school stand was popular during their group practical session with John Scriven. Yeah, John Scriven is one of the people who I hadn't known before. And thanks to Anna and the Hands on Hub and the work I was doing with them. Yeah, great guy. Um, and he's actually going to be a guest on the show, not next week, next week's Hands on Hub, but the Tuesday after next Tuesday will be an hour with John Scriven with his natural movement and move well. He's based in Jersey. Yeah, really interesting new speaker. He's been around for a while, but now he's finally sharing some of his great experience. So we'll look forward to having that. Right. Right. Can anyone else hear my echo? <laughs> Um, if it doesn't go away, I'll just mute you all. It's gone. What else can we bring up, people? I don't want to do more talking. Georgina and Bethan, what other points would you like to raise? Have you thought of anything that you'd like to share? Not to put you on the spot or anything. Um, the one thing that I did like this year from Therapy Expo is the app. I thought that was much easier to kind of navigate than um, having the guide to hand, um, especially because I turned up on the second day and there were no lanyards and no uh, guides either. So I just kind of turned up, walked in, and was a bit like... Don't know where I'm going. So that was really easily accessible. Um, coming to the guides as well, I, I don't know whether anyone would agree with me, but I didn't find them very user-friendly. It was very much kind of flipping between them as to kind of where things were, rather than it being like, this is on the Wednesday, this is on the Thursday. It was like Wednesday, Thursday on the same page. So it was quite hard to navigate. Um, but otherwise, I thought the layout was really good. Um, it was really nice to kind of see some new faces and some businesses that have been promoted, I know, onto kind of the Instagram. So whether it was like the Highland Wax Company, really good to kind of put a face to a name as well there um but yeah that's that's it really that i would probably say yeah very important the digital 
thing because because things change so quickly and 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 the paper guys there was people who was coming sadly keith burnett for example couldn't be with us um for personal reasons and people sitting there waiting for him because they were looking at their little guide so i think they need to get rid of the paper guides really it needs to be digital based and um, somebody in again in the hands and hub last night suggested this is a great idea you know at trains where you have departures and arrivals and it's all there two big screens we just go up and see next up and you could look there on the different oh, wouldn't that be great good. That's something, Vernon. Get your pen and paper out, Vernon. I mean, get your get your iPad out, Vernon. Imagine that at the front somewhere, just like in a train with the next presentations going on across the different theatres. Yeah, ditch the paper. Imagine the carbon footprint you'd save. Anyway, just planting that seed there. Bethan, what have you got? We've got. I agree completely with the guides because mm. it was a pain in the bum having to flip back from one page to another just to try and work out where you needed to be next. Um, and like you say, I was one of those people that went to wait for Keith, and oh, then he wasn't there. So that was a shame. Um, but the, the thing with the Therapy Expo, seeing it develop over the years, it was nice. This year I did find that the layout was a little bit more open. It was much easier to find things. It was easier to navigate your way around from one side of the room to the other. Um, and uh, it was nice that you could, with the STA having a bigger stand, it meant we could have a good catch up and a chat with everybody because networking is such a big, important part of the event as well. I'll bang on about this for years. But networking is how we get through our industry. We support each other, give each other advice when we need it. And then when we get stuck with clients and cases that we can't quite crack, it's nice to be able to just drop someone a message and have that support behind you as well. Um, going back to what we were saying about bringing students in, because you've got such a diverse range of um, speakers and demonstrations and stands, it's a really good way for students and new therapists to work out what their niche is going to be, what area they're going to go into. Um, I work in clinic, but I also do a lot of sports teams. So I'm going to always err a little bit more towards the sports side of stuff. But it was nice to be able to go and sit through presentations on things like women's health or whatever it might be and just get a different outlook on things. That's a really good point. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, because there is such versity, there is such diversity there, and it's going to get even more. You know, from hearing comments and feedback, there's plenty of different areas which we haven't touched on in terms of inclusivity and that. But yeah, nice idea. Yeah, maybe that's something which we'll pick up. Do you think, Gary, when new students being trained, maybe there is there a discount for students? I can't remember for therapy expos there. Yeah, there is a student price point, uh, but what I would say is that you know while we're talking about you know money mm. um sta members we get a we get a price point throughout the year irrespective of the early bird the price point rises we get a one-off price all the way through so you can book with confidence that you're not going to pay more and, and it's considerably less than than a lot of people are paying um, but i've just been while the, the the girls were talking i've just been making a few notes um with the digital aspect and the app now I've already had a chat with Vernon about the introduction of a search function. Um, so it make it easier to find where, you know, Dr. Chris Norris is with what theater rather than scrolling back and forth through. Mm -hmm. um, so I know that that's already been considered. Um, one thing that I noticed, and I'm going to try and get the, the data from Therapy Expo, it's on my list of, of questions for Charlotte, was I did a sort of straw poll as people were walking past. And I think, a, over two thirds and nearly three quarters of the of the delegates were were female, um, and we do have our women in sports therapy podcast, and and it's led by Dr. Fiona Higgs, who's very busy at the moment. So um, as we move into the new year, we, we 
we are planning some um, some additional resources, and I've spoken to these two lovely ladies here about some kind of informal panel discussions. So, if any STA members, or will you know, will 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 take it wider. If any female therapists want to join in or want to, you know, come on to be a panel member, we are going to be doing some 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 women specific talks, and and I know Georgina's already done one. Um, with Fiona but you know I can't ask the right questions I can't I don't understand the vulnerabilities and the barriers um, you know that, that some of our female members experience so it's appropriate that our female members run that and I'm going to give them free reign to go with what, whatever they want so that they can develop a really useful resource and it might be you know the uh, a, a hormone journey from puberty to postmenopause. You know, it, it could be anything along those lines. But what I have noticed in the past year since I've been talking to members is we are getting a lot of our female members are now specialising uh, and, and niche marketing for women's health issues. And that's becoming very popular. I think it's a massive growth market, if I'm honest. Georgina, Bethan. I'm not going to mansplain or yeah, respond no, to that. I, I, I completely agree. So I've spoken to Gary previously. I was actually really looking forward to uh, coming to the Therapy Expo and I was hoping to be able to chat to uh, Jenny Burrell, who unfortunately wasn't there actually, because it's from going to one of her talks last year and talking about, and I was pregnant at the time as well, and I subsequently had a C-section, knowing kind of the change that my body went through and has since been through to be able to get back to just being able to work um, and being able to kind of function and get money back in, let alone into things I enjoy, whether that's kind of strength training or whichever. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's great to be, I, I, yeah, I love the therapy act, so I think it's great for those kind of things, but it's definitely something that it's, it's, how can I say, it's kind of brought to the forefront of my mind, um, especially instead of kind of women's health, things that, we might have to think about that other people wouldn't um one of the other things that i've spoken to gary about beforehand as well and actually a couple of people at work is as a female therapist i mean sometimes especially with working the hours that we have to do late and towards the evenings and i know that we can have certain screening processes to make sure that new clients are as kosher as they can be but there are additional things that we have to think about so whether that is kind of having a panic button or an alarm or something like that in towards the clinic so there are definitely kind of certain things that i might have to think about that gary might not have to if he was treating someone in clinic as i said whether it's my physical stature or it's the the time that i work or whichever so there's definitely kind of a few um challenges should i say that, that can come your way so it'd be really interesting to get something together to kind of speak about how other females and other men as well kind of perceive um, a female therapists or men as clients, if there's anything they can kind of do coming in towards um, a clinic to actually make us feel more comfortable and vice versa. We, we, have, we do discuss that on the coffee evening chats and we have had a, a vulnerability podcast before where we had some, some guests come on and told us some really disturbing, oh, geez, disturbing stories. Yeah. But, you know, for, for those, um, vulnerable females out there working in clinic you know my recommendation is that you know when you get your client in if you've got a suspicion you know just say i'm just going to pop outside i've just got to phone my boyfriend he's going to pick me up um at 10 to 8 uh, on his way home from rugby training automatically there you've set some boundaries you know that your big 
rugby playing boyfriend is going to come and pick you up and, and there will be no funny business otherwise you know you'll be dealing with him so lots of things uh, and we have got a, um, some vulnerability resources uh, for sta members in the resource pack so but al also if you ever feel vulnerable ring me up you know there and then i'm happy to take calls i took a call at half past nine uh, a couple of weeks ago somebody who was in that very position something had happened and they didn't know who to turn to who to talk to sent me a message and we we, we batted it back and forward for a, for half an hour in the evening fantastic and as always we'll make sure that links and and that message is repeated in the show notes for the podcast best place to find that is probably at the sta.co.uk you get links to all the different podcast players whether it's spotify is your choice or if you're on apple Podcasts, or if you want to use android all the links are there and also the youtube link and all the links we talk about in the show talking of links i want to make sure that people um take advantage of uh, the information provided by georgina and bethan our guests tonight so georgina just to reiterate if people do want to follow you is instagram i mean there's the website yeah, isn't there instagram. yeah so instagram it's uh, fire and earth underscore sports therapy and uh, so i work for fire and earth so if you pop that in towards google and pop coventry after it you'll find my clinic and you can find me quite easily fantastic and then there's also a website we'll make sure this goes into the link because you're not going to remember it if i say it but it is fire and earth elliot court.co.uk there you go try yeah, remembering that but we'll make sure that goes to the link and for you bethan uh timmins health performance.co.uk yeah, and then um it. and then social media instagram is the best place for you yeah just at timmins health there you go at timmins health Simples. And then obviously UK underscore STA. And uh, as Gary mentioned, the Women in Sports Therapy podcast is UK underscore WIST. I know we've got, as Gary said, we've got some big plans for that um, starting off from the beginning of 2024. Sounds weird, isn't it? 2024. But yeah. Um, and like I say, we're really looking forward to hopefully hearing much more from Georgina and Bethan and also Sonia Fierro, who's as popular as ever at um therapy expo has expressed some interest to to be part of that as well so yeah it's going to be really some fantastic information um and also just to 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 add for the guys as well i always well, say guys if you want some cpd don't bother picking up cosmopolitan anymore that's very 1990s just listen to uk underscore whist and just hear some of the stories from from the people themselves and the women themselves and and you will learn so much and it'll make you a better person better therapist uh probably better in your relationships looking after daughters it's just a massive massive learning curve which is just um yeah such a great opportunity so so there we go we'll have more of that coming up and it'll be interesting to get you all together maybe once every month or a couple of months to hear what's going on uh, at uh yeah women's sports therapy podcast right it's nine o'clock um a few more comments there just to mention for people thanks very much for leaving your comments uh, Catherine Reimer says, thanks, Matt. I'll be sure to be there next year. Fantastic. We do hope so, Catherine. That'd be great as well. Um, and also who came here, Jerry Gargit said, um, what did you say? Oh, hi, Matt. I saw you about quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was running around. I think I was serving coffee at one point in Starbucks as well. Um, but he said, uh, next year, I'll come up and meet you. I'm only five foot seven and we're surprised how tall you are. Yeah. Me and Gary and Jake <laughs> get that quite a lot. Um, yeah, we do. And I must reiterate, I know I did it this year. I could feel myself doing it. I do walk past people and I come across probably as quite aloof, um, but I just don't see you. It's like Gary. We're not ignoring you. We just look, don't forget we're looking a foot above. We're looking at what's happening at the end of theatre A, even though we're standing at theatre C. It's just a different 
peripheral vision. So we might look like we don't want to talk to you, but I promise you, we just don't see you. Um, so you do have to kind of pull our bottom of our shirts, just go, Oi, and, then we'll, and then we'll answer. We'll love, and we love seeing you. So yeah, you do have to catch us like that. Fair um, Andre, Andre, sorry, Indre uh, Miskeen says, no one can beat the discounts we get with STA, not just the TE. My yearly membership fee normally pays off with one stock and retail purchase in January. Thanks for that advert, Indre. That's very kind of you. We'll get that on the T-shirt shortly. Um, but yeah, there's so many benefits. So if you are listening to the podcast, and this isn't a sales pitch because you know what? We're, we're not making a profit out of this. Never have and never will. It's a provision for you guys to help the industry, to raise standards, to look after you, to make sure no one's alone. So that is reflected in the prices. Um, so just go along to the sta.co.uk. All the details are there. And as Gary says, if you ever need a chat about it, then you've got Gary at the sta.co.uk. Um, you can contact me, Matt, at the sta.co.uk. Um, and you can find links to all of that on the website. So there we go. Oh, Michelle Lyons. <laughs> Let's just bring up that photo again now. Michelle Lyons herself has graced us. Loved being part of it. Michelle, you've won like photo of, of, of the year. Um, it was astounding the amount of people. I think it was when you walked on and just went, female menopause, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it was just <laughs> like, there was like arms up in the air and somehow they bought these menopause scarves and it was just like incredible. <laughs> but no, Michelle, it was, I mean, one of the, we've had f- massive feedback for everybody. So to say one person sat slightly above everybody is incredible. Um, and it's not a reflection that everyone else was lower. But yeah, Michelle, your presentation was amazing. And it just, yeah, people were having to walk. People having to leave the NEC and go through the next hall to get back into it again because of the uh, bottlenecks that you were causing. So thank you so much, Michelle, uh, for joining us. And the information you gave was being quoted by other speakers throughout the day. I think right at the end of... Um, the first day or maybe no it was the middle of the second day we had chris um chris and chris chris tiley and and chris um from rockstar runners um who quoted you with your wrist statement of if you get a wrist fracture at like 55 or 60 years old and that's going to highlight the chances of a spinal fracture later on it was amazing the stuff he came out with so thanks michelle amazing and anybody who wants to listen to more of michelle then make sure you go to mooliebrity.com great word mooliebrity you need to know what it means but for now that's it. It's nine o'clock. I want to thank once again my guests, uh, Georgina, James Staff or Staff, depending where you come from the country, and Bethan Timmins. Thank you very much. And Gary, as always, for giving up your time. And uh, thank you, people who joined us in the live lounge. Like I say, we'll be back to the normal day of Tuesday next week, where we'll be talking with Anna Maria Mazzieri and uh, some of the wonderful people who were helping her in the Hounds and Hub, which was just around the corner from us. And we'll have, uh, um, yeah, we listen to how it went for all of them. So that'll be on Tuesday. Until then, if you could, please, if you listen to the podcast, do us the favor, please, and subscribe. Um, very important. Um, it just helps our information get out there. It's one of the biggest things you can do to help us. Suddenly, all of our speakers will appear higher up in Google. So please be sure to subscribe um, and support us in that way. And if you, do, if you do want to join us live, then come along to YouTube or Facebook. Gary, I feel another end of year to Therapy Expo. You should definitely have the final word. It's been an amazing year working with you and with the STA. And I hope that Therapy Expo has, has been that kind of pinnacle, that tangible way of seeing success. So how would you like to end the show, Gary? Well, I, I'll put it in the newsletter. I was humbled by the amount of people who came up and thanked me um for the support that the the whole team gives and you know i graciously accepted all of the 
you know, the, the compliments on behalf of the whole team. It's, it's not about me. It's never been about me. It's about the community. And if we can grow this community anyway, I'm all for it and I'll support it. I'll support any member who wants to get involved. So, so please get in touch. You've got Gary at the sta.co.uk or STA Gary on Facebook. I don't do the other ones because um, I'll leave that to somebody who's, who's better at it. But Gary at the STA on, on um, email or STA Gary on Facebook. There we go. Right. People, thanks very much. And hopefully some of us will join some of you will be able to join us next Tuesday on the Sports Therapy Association podcast. Until then, take care of each other. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.